Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clear vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to misgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is, where you are, we want to welcome you back to the Apply Rigor podcast. Hey, before we get into our topic today, first of all, we just want to thank those of you that have subscribed to our podcast, those of you that have left great ratings and comments. You know, we thank you so much. We've been so excited to be able to put this together for you as a gift for you. And so if, if that is not you, we want to ask you to subscribe, to put in a rating and a comment, and it will just continue to help us get the word out to encourage entrepreneurs and business owners and executives as they go through the peaks and valleys of life. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm awesome. Well, good, man. I'm glad you're awesome. So the idea today, our big idea today, we've kind of made fun of this in the past. We're actually going to talk about feelings. We're going to talk about yeah. emotions. And so in the past where we've been, where we've kind of, I guess, made fun of it from time to time, we're going to do the opposite today. And we're actually going to dig in and lean in because it actually has a lot to do with this idea of peaks and valleys. So when we think about emotions and we think about our feelings, one big question that comes back is, why can't I lead based on how I feel? It's a great question. And, you know, you have this intuition inside of you. You can lead how you feel. Okay, so it's not to say you can't lead by how you feel. However, you can't be a slave to that feeling. Okay. So I guess one of the questions is when I think about leading and how I feel, the first thing that comes out is authenticity. I don't want to be fake. Right. I want to be who I am and I want to be able to lead how I'm feeling in the moment because then my team knows that, you know, I'm not hiding or anything. How, how do you respond to that? Because again, we're talking about, you, you know, can you do it? Can't you do it? There's a very productive way of doing it and a very unproductive <laughs> way of doing it. All right. And so when you are a slave to your emotions, you know, you are in a deficit. You're in a, you're in a, you're not in a power position. Okay. When you're a master of your emotions, that's, you know, you're in the power position. And so there's a very, very big difference between, you know, being a slave and being a master of your emotions. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, when you, I have this little diagram here, those that are watching, uh, this morning can see, got this little stick figure here. You see that? Yeah, very, very well done. This by is the like way. you know highly professional, <laughs> like photoshopped and everything. You're you're, so, you're going back to preschool on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep things simple. So we got this little stick figure, dude. In option A, and then and then you see the emotions are in front, right? And then we got an option B. We got this little stick figure, dude. Can you guys see that? Can you see that? For right. those who can't see, let's make we, we were so make got, sure. So we option A is a little stick figure, dude, and there's the word emotions that's there in front. And then an option B, we got the little stick figure dude, and there's emotions behind. Mm. Okay. And so when you are a slave to your emotions, your emotions are leading you. This is the limbic side of the brain. You talked about this. Yes. Right? Yep. It's the limbic side of the brain where there is no rational thought. Right? Mm. You you can't process things. You know, like when you're emotionally out of control, it's 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 your own personal agenda. Okay. Yep. And so now you you can't think clearly, so you just have this one point that you got to get across, you know. And it's all about you, you, you. It's not about the team. 
Um, it's very, it's very me centered. And so you just, you can't have that mechanism like the neocortex, which is B where you're a master, your emotions are behind you. The neocortex processes things very clearly. It's the who, what, where, when, how, you know, it's thinking about the bigger picture of the team. So when you're leading with your emotions, you're in this limbic side of the brain where there's just, there's just no way of having rational thoughts. So let's break this down. Yeah, because I mean, I've got all kinds of questions as we go, go through it. this for sure. So, so here's the question though: If you're like B, and it's stick figure guy, emotions are behind you. Yep. Right. You're not a slave to your emotions. Do you? Is the criticism with that though that you tend to come across as robotic and that you don't really care and that you're stone faced, you're Clint Eastwood, and you know it's hard for people to connect with you? I mean, what what does that actually look like? Yeah. So um, no, it's not. You know, God okay. gave us emotions for a reason. You know. Uh, there's plenty of great emotions that are fun and exciting and right. happy. There's also emotions that are sad, mad, and angry, right? Um, and so, no, emotions are there for a reason. I mean, gosh, the world turns, you know, a lot of times off of emotion and what, what great things emotions bring to yeah. a company or an organization. So um, the difference is, are you in control of that? Okay. So I can give you an example. You know, I'm a hockey coach, right? And this is many, many years ago. I was up, I was out in Denver, and I looked at my, uh, the the game was going bad, and I and I looked at my assistant coach, and I said, I'm going to motivate the boys. He goes, okay. I said, I'm going to throw every hockey stick and water bottle on the ice on the next whistle. And he goes, dude, don't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> He's like, no, no, dude, seriously, don't do that. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it, right? We got we got to do something here. We're getting killed, right? Yep. So next whistle. Oh my gosh! One by one. Shut up. I took every hockey stick and water bottle and threw it out on the ice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Did you hit anybody? No. Okay, good. I was like, this is you know, you guys are you know, let the boys control the game. I can't believe that you're not you know, you're allowing this game to get out of hand. I, and every stick one by one. I didn't take the batch and just toss them oh. one by one. It was pretty theatrical. And so guess what happened? I got a suspension. Not just one game, but 15 games. Oh. Yeah. Uh, was that part of the plan? It, that was not no. part of the plan. That was, that was <laughs> epic failure. Okay? So the point is, you know, I was in control. I knew what I was doing. I was doing it for a reason, although a bad reason. But did you it. really know what you were doing? I didn't, you know, the side of that. So <laughs> you know the consequence. The other side of it is I'm so out of control. I'm out of my mind that I'm my yeah. emotions are overpowering me that I take every stick and throw it out and I really don't care and bop, 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 bop. You know, it just becomes this unraveling. But I systematically knew what I was doing, although a, you know, a bad choice to do it, but I was in control. Yeah. So when you're completely out of control, you're in a bad place. Are there any common situations that we typically see where, you know, entrepreneurs or business leaders, you know, really our audience finds themselves in that typically kind of drives them to this place where their emotions lead them? I mean, do you see some commonality in what in what really pulls people into that crazy experience? Well, over the years, you know, um, working with, with different organizations, I can see that obviously people are different, but I've, I've got this emotional intelligence side of things where you're high EI, low EI. You know, when you're aware of your emotions, that's the first step. If you're out of control and not able to talk, um, I don't say intelligently, but just have a kind of a, an awareness about your situation, 
Like if you're not aware that you're angry and mad, happy, you know, like you're just you just that way all the time. Yeah. First step is to be aware. The second step is um, to have empathy for your emotions. So if you're not aware, like yesterday we had a very good conversation, you and oh, I. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I actually said you're defending, we're not discussing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh. Well, I didn't mean to be that way. Yep. Right? Yep. And it was cool. It was like we just moved on. Yep. Yeah. So it was just having that awareness, not getting upset, not trying to drive the conversation, you know, down down a path. That was that was a very healthy conversation we had. Absolutely. You know, and thinking about, you know, times that you and I have both seen this, let me let, let me bring up another um, example here. You and I are in the same room for this, which is very fascinating. We were at a leadership conference a few years ago. As soon as yeah. I say this, you know exactly yeah, where yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. And you and a friend of ours are sitting here helping in this kind of workshop portion of this leadership conference, people to understand the real idea behind why social media exists, right? And the idea was, is it for dialogue or for, is it for debate? Mm. And we were talking about the fact that really at the end of the day, social media is for dialogue, not debate. Even though us and you as listeners, we see this all the time that people use social media as a platform to debate. And through this process, we get a couple of people mm. in the audience that have their, we figure out really later through the process, but their lives have been really marred by social media debate and it's hurt them. And so they begin to get really vocal about how wrong you and the other host were. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you guys are doing that. My responsibility in this environment is to manage the room, make sure it doesn't get out of control. And in that process, I thought we saw the picture perfect example of what it means to have to be a slave to your emotions and actually to lead your emotions. Can you yeah. unpack that a little bit more in that example? You know, we we have lots of ways that we mask certain issues in our life. Yeah. And one of them is by you know, things like fire, fire trucks engine going, going by. by. Like that could just throw <laughs> hey, me. Hey, this in is the real, everybody. There's a fire engine going by. <laughs> Um, so there's lots of ways that we mask and we hide and we do things. And so like social media and getting upset or allowing that emotion to overpower you is one way to mask something else in your life. You're absolutely right, man. Like social media is a dialogue. It's a fun interaction between your friends. When it gets in debate and you're trying to push your agenda and you're getting upset and driving, trying to pull people into your point of view it takes over your day and you're just not in a good position, right? Like you want, you want to do that. So another, another area that people mask that's socially acceptable is when you're, you know, you're a fanatic, this fan. Like I like going to hockey games, but I am not like, it doesn't drive my day whether the team wins or loses. Right. Like, and some people just get so entangled. We're coming up on, you know, like, football and playoffs and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. and like you know like it's people are just so engaged in their team winning and losing the reality of that is you have no financial your your <laughs> team winning or losing has zero financial impact on your future true like it doesn't feel like it in the moment but it's true <laughs> right like you know if the, if your team winning or losing from week to week is ruining your week you're not in a good place no so I think we've done a good job of trying to define what it means to be a slave to your emotions. Let's kind of transition into um, some practical steps yeah. that we can take to figure out that if today that, you know, if we've identified or if you at home or in your car or wherever, 
have identified that, man, I guess I probably am a slave to my emotions. You know, there are certain things that set me off right away, whether it's with my team or when, you know, we're trying to solve a problem or whatever, you know, or, you know, one of the common things is why doesn't my team do what I tell them to do? And then I get upset, you know, and say things I probably shouldn't say. So if we've identified that we are a slave to our emotions, what next? What do we do? Like, what are some steps that we can take to begin to move forward and put our emotion, take our emotions from that front place in front of yeah. us and put them behind us. That's good. So let me give you five warning signs that you're a slave to your emotions, and then we'll finish up with what you can do. And I think we've already answered it, but we'll, we'll go back and just uh, review that for a second. So five, five warning signs. Here we go. And I, you know what we'll do? We'll post this to the, um, this actual PDF to the podcast so you can get it. Um, number one, you react without thinking. One of the biggest signs that you're a slave to your emotions is that you find yourself reacting to a lot of situations in life without thinking at all. That's number one. Number two, it feels right in the moment, but wrong afterwards. <laughs> you're caught up in the, mo- in the moment. Your instincts feel right even when they're wrong. Okay? Number three, your actions hurt yourself and others. When your emotions get the best of you, it can often end up hurting both yourself and others. Number four. I was going to say, yeah, for that one, think about if you're married, think about the time you got into an argument with your spouse. Wow, that's right there. Yeah. Uh, you Here's a big one. You ruminate at night and can't sleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. man, I couldn't sleep last night. Another sign that you're a slave to your emotions is that you spend a lot of time at night thinking excessively and not being able to get much sleep. Yeah. All right, you, and number five, you keep repeating this cycle. Everything described above happens to everyone to some degree. No one is perfect, and we all have moments when your emotions bring out the worst in us. So, so this leads into your question of what do we do next? Well, we, we understand that, one, we're aware that we're a slave to our emotions. That's the first step. Be aware. Okay? Yep. Number two, once you're aware, you're probably going to trip up again over that, but be aware again. Yeah. After a couple of those awarenesses, you're going to go, wow, okay, I'm not in a good position here. I can't lead this way. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I'm not in a power position. Um, and then number two, have empathy for your team. Um, have empathy for yourself. Have compassion. Yeah. Right? And work through it right ask yourself we talk a lot about on the show having mentors you know ask your mentor hey this is the situation that happened i feel like i was a slave to my emotion i was out of control i wasn't in a power position you know is this accurate or not yeah can i add one more thing to that yes go for it you know one of the things that helps me and i am at my best i perform my best i lead my best when i do this in terms of my emotions is just the simple idea of pause mm of if I get into a a conversation that could get heated, you know, I had this happen yesterday with somebody and I'm listening and I'm listening and in my mind, the first thing I say is, okay, pause. Don't just sit there and react right away. Just pause. Take in what you're listening. Take it all in what's on their face, how they're communicating and then let's respond appropriately. Let's not okay. fly off the handle. Let's not go crazy. Because again, we you may call that authentic, but let's not call something what it's not. Right. Okay. We are we can be great leaders, but we've got to act like that. And so the great leaders in all of our minds are ones that actually do that, that pause, that listen, that really kind of weigh their words. And I think that's something that we can all do right now 
as soon as we're done listening to this, is you're going to find yourself in a situation literally probably in the next hour right. or two hours or four hours. Pause. Just stop. Mm-hmm. You know, And like you said, you're probably going to mess up. It's okay. Have some grace, but keep going. Keep pushing. Keep trying. Yeah. One of the one of the acronyms I use with uh, uh, some of my hockey teams over the years is this acronym called HALT. So, you know, whenever you um, come into a situation where you're you're not sure whether you're gonna be a slave to your emotions or not, or you know whatever it is, you want to react really fast. Don't make a decision when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. HALT. Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Pause is great. Yep. Love that. Halt is an acronym that you could use as well. Um, you know, type out the email. Make sure you get that out. Put it in your, you know, put it in your draft folder. Wait 24 hours. You're not hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Go back and read it. A lot of times, you're not going to send it. That's right. That's right. And you'll be, you'll be glad you like you waited. So yeah. So yep. hey, as we wrap things up yep. today for the podcast, you know, I thought I think this topic is so important and so powerful. But you know let's kind of bounce this against the core of why we do what we do on this podcast, right? And this is so cool now when you think about it in this way. When you think about rigor, you think about applying rigor, here's where here's where the whole thing comes full circle for you as you listen. It's this idea of using the steps we've talked about, using the identifiers, and continuing to refine and work it and refine and work it in terms of your emotional intelligence. And that will actually be where we apply rigor to our emotional intelligence. Success is never final and failure is never fatal. It's your courage through both that counts. That's right. Winston Churchill. That's right. Well, be brave, be strong, and uh, we will catch you next time on this podcast. So, hey, go apply some rigor. Take care.